Hey guys, welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kupoli. And today I am so excited to be joined by the wonderful uh, Janita Prevost. She's going to be sharing with us amazing strategies and tips on how we can actually network effectively and also about social capital. She is the queen of social capital and um, she's going to be sharing her story with us about her journey of how she became a phenomenal woman who is a leading um, extraordinary woman helping so many women um, in business to be able to showcase their business through networking and how to really show up powerfully online. So I'm so excited to welcome her to today's show. How are you doing, my queen? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. I'm so excited. So am I. It's so amazing to have you on the show. So thank you so much um, for being here. But just before we kickstart our conversation, I just wanted to share, you know, a little bit about yourself. And um, I wanted the audience to be able to know who you are. And are you actually going to tell us a little bit more about your story and your journey of how you were able to get to the position in which you are right now? So today, my wonderful guest, you know, she is the founder of Selling Instilettos and Fermin Global 500. She is the host of podcast Billionaire Dollar Rolodex and the creator of the number one business networking event for women. Um, she is also um, an amazing, you know, wonderful woman that I've been able to have an encounter with. And I'm also part of the Femin 500 as well. She's personally um, helped over, you know, 1,000 women to build social capital plus monetize their network. And so her LinkedIn community boasts about 10,000 women. So I want you to go and check out the page. I'm going to be leaving the links below in the comment section below. So welcome to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. You are super welcome. So, you know, you are known to be the queen of social capital. And, um, you know, tell us the definition of what social capital really is. Absolutely. So there's several definitions of social capital. I'm going to give you mine. And networking is something that we all do and we all think we're good at and we do naturally. But the reason networking is ineffective is because we're not networking with the intent of building social capital. So essentially what that means is you are leveraging the connections that you're making and you're building those connections long term and you're leveraging them by spotting opportunities in people. So in traditional networking environments, people go into a networking event, they say hello, they exchange, you know, the business card back in the day rather, or the info. And then they're looking to make a sale. That's hmm. not social capital. Social capital is literally where you walk into a room and you are interested in connecting with a variety of people. You want to build long-term relationships and you are also thinking about your future needs. You know, one of the mistakes that women make is they wait until they're in desperate situations to connect with people. 
you want to start doing that in advance and also do it on a regular basis so you're never you know left um you're never off guard right yeah. you have the right people at your disposal mm -hmm. to help you advance your career your life your business absolutely that sounds really amazing and um, when it comes to um, social capital, what are the things that you feel people need to, um, you know, put first? You know, what do they need to do to be able to um, build up their social capital? Well, the first thing that I share with my clients is practice the rule of 150. Right. So there's a scientific study that says, it's not humanly possible to stay in touch with more than 150 people at a time. But when we look at our current state, you know, we're, we're driven by this whole social networking. And the last time, yeah. you know, I checked, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg created a how to social network manual. So mm. we don't really know how to quote unquote social network. So what we were taught was, just go get fans, followers, and likes. And that's all that you need to worry about, right? Fans, yeah. followers, and likes. And life is going to be perfect. But guess what? We know life is not perfect with fans, followers, and likes. And, <laughs> and a lot of those metrics do not lead to monetization. So when yes. you go back to the rule of 150 and you focus on developing a core group of 150 individuals, that you can count on because you're connected with and you've yeah. nurtured those relationships, that's capital. Like, like I've been in every situation, you know, going back to when I was aged out of the foster care system at 18 years old. Yeah. And I literally like started with nothing. Hmm. And it was always those relationships that I tapped into when I didn't have any money and I was sleeping on the sofa, you know, of a friend's, you know, it was always, always, always the capital. And, and that's what I want women to understand is when you build that capital, hmm. okay, social capital, you will shock yourself at, at the amazing opportunities that you will have in, in your life because of that capital. Right, absolutely. Um, tell us about the amazing opportunities that you've been able to encounter within you building your own social capital. What has that been like for you? Gosh, I mean, you know, just just so many. <laughs> I often share, you know, when I worked in Hollywood and I was a body double. And so I worked with Janet Jackson and that was literally as a result of building social capital back then when I worked in the entertainment business. And I essentially, yeah. you know, was out. I was, you know, a performer and mm -hmm. I was going to auditions and a girlfriend of mine introduced me to a casting director and uh, he was business partners with a very famous casting director at the time. His name was Scott Luzaris on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. And he invited me to an audition for Janet Jackson and I auditioned. And then, you know, within like a couple hours, he said, I'm, I'm going to make you the stand in um, double. And, um, and that's how I got that, um, wow. that coveted gig. 
And same thing happened when I landed the role in Amistad with Steven Spielberg, the, the, the famous role. Yeah. And, um, and again, it was, you know, me out there networking and I developed a rapport with a casting director. He called me up. I'll never forget on a, on a Saturday. And he said, look, there's a, an opportunity to be in a Steven Spielberg movie. They're looking for women who want to play slaves. You have to go all natural, you know, no, um, no extensions, no weaves, <laughs> no relaxers, no yes. eyelashes, you know, like you, you have to like go all natural. Right. And, um, and I said, okay. And I thought, oh, wow, this is, this is really big. Yeah. And, um, I ended up, you know, getting the part and um, and working with Steven Spielberg. But again, I, I did that on my own. I was mm -hmm. a, like a C minus, like in, back in the, in those days. I wasn't really, you know, like an established actress, you know. So right. I was still kind of doing my own thing. But mm -hmm. all of those parts that I landed in Hollywood were a result of the capital that I built back then. So mm -hmm. every time I up leveled in my life or you know i decided to change industries it was always the capital goals you know even even now living in another country yes. it's all the result of the capital that i built hmm. fantastic so there is power in building your social capital and it's all about being strategic as well because you've actually created a fantastic membership group um, which is the Fem 500. We're going to touch a little bit about that a little bit later. But, you know, um, take us through your journey, because I know you've had, you know, different experiences in life and you've been through the foster care system and yes. you've been able to, you know, work in Hollywood and so many things. And you've now, you know, built up a, a massive business, which is all about supporting women, you know, helping them to build their social capital. So, you know, take us through your journey of how you were able to um, start from where you are with what you have to how you were able to get to where you are now today. Absolutely. So I was aged out of the foster care system at 18 years old. Right. And um, if anyone's familiar with the foster care system, essentially what they do is the minute you turn 18, they give you your walking papers and they tell you that um, they can't take care of you anymore. And um, I think things have changed now. But back in the day when I was 18, you know, my foster mother sat me down and said, you yeah. got to go. And luckily I was already working because you know, I understood that, you know, I was a foster kid and, you know, I had to work. So luckily I had a job and, and mm -hmm. I'd been working since I was 15. And, um, you know, so I wasn't so much concerned about money because I was already working. I already had a job. What I was more concerned about was, well, where am I going to live? Yeah. You know, how am I going to support myself? You know, how does this work? You know, and I didn't necessarily have those life skills back then. So I remember I rented a room and I was working at Macy's at the time. Yeah. And in, um, in America. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's how I started. Right. And, you know, I've experienced every financial hardship you can possibly imagine from being yeah. homeless, jobless, carless, cashless, and parentless. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've been there. I've experienced all of, 
all of the the shame and the awkwardness and oh my yeah. gosh, I don't have any money. Where's the money going to come from? I've experienced mm-hmm. all of that. And every single time, Hannah, it was the capital that saved yeah. my, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, okay. Literally. It, was, it was the capital that saved yeah. me every mm-hmm. single time, every single time. Wow. And, um, you know, even at this stage in my life and, and mm-hmm. having bigger goals and bigger dreams, yeah, it's still the capital. And um, I, I want women to get that and to put more emphasis mm-hmm. on building relationships yes. and cultivating those relationships and nurturing them mm-hmm. and having a keen eye, like developing a, a keen eye to spot opportunities in other people. Oftentimes, you know, we go into situations where we prejudge people and trust me, I've been prejudged. So I, I yeah. know. I thought we all, <laughs> you know, we, we prejudge people. Yeah. And the people that you're, you're, you're judging could very well be the person that changes your life. Absolutely. It's <laughs> like, true. Like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Definitely. And so, you know, um, talking about networking, you are the queen of networking and the queen of social capital. Um, tell us about some of the mistakes that women actually make when it comes to networking. Oh, this is a good one. Such a good one. So in, in no particular order, by the way. So I would say number one is women don't have a powerful introduction. So mm. they go in and they're not clear. They're not compelling, <laughs> articulate or unforgettable. So people right. have no clue what they do. They ramble, which is even worse. <laughs> and uh, it's very difficult to do business from that place. You know, yeah. people are confused. They don't know what you do. They don't understand. That's true. What business are you going to extract from that? So so that's the first <laughs> one. That's why I, I focus yeah. on the million dollar introduction. Um, the second one is probably, there's so many, leading with ego and emotion. So oftentimes women go into networking Hmm. and um, they allow their ego and their emotions to take over. So they are easily triggered. Oh my gosh, she's wearing yellow. I don't like yellow. (laughs) I'm not going to talk to her. Oh my gosh, she has eyelashes on. That means she's fake. (laughs) Like like, like, women do that. And and that's not not good networking because remember men are very strategic when they network, right? Yeah, they are. They're not concerned about, you know, personal matters. They're focused on the business relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three is women give away too much free stuff. So they go into networking and they, they, they literally start like rendering services, you know, like (laughs) I'm a coach. So I'm going to coach everyone in the room because I want people to see that I'm a great coach. Yeah. And you set yourself up for people picking your brain. So all of a sudden you have all these people reaching out to you to quote unquote network, but they're picking your brain and they're not hiring you. Mm. So I would say those are my top three, but, but trust me, I have more. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So you mentioned something around, you know, women, sometimes they find it a little bit difficult to introduce themselves, um, you know. So what sort of introductions do you feel um, 
would help them? You know, what kind of method have you introduced in your um, FEM 500 membership group to be able to help them to become very confident in actually introducing themselves and also their business? So take us through that method that you've actually introduced to many of your members. Oh, absolutely. So I call it the million dollar introduction. And, and I know it's, it's, it's a little intimidating for women, but but yeah. the reason I call it million dollar introduction, and I think you actually said it's a billion dollar introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've increased the value of it. Um, but for me, it's it's million dollar because that introduction could literally make you a million dollars, like over a lifetime. You know, yeah. if, if you're good at it. So so I created a cheat sheet and. Um, and, and this is what I use at all of the networking events. And it's probably why the networking event is so successful is because yeah. I make sure that everyone has the cheat sheet and I give mm -hmm. them time to practice. But it's really simple. Yeah. One minute. Lead with your story. Lead with something that's personal, something that's not business related. Number three, niche down. Right. Focus on your category or your USP. Mm -hmm. uh, number four is stick to one core offer. And because this is a big mistake women make. I'm trying to sell my vitamins mm -hmm. and my makeup line. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just, just that's, stick to one core offering. If that's two different things, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Because again, you're you're confusing people. They're like, well, what what do I buy? Do I buy yeah. the vitamins or do I buy the makeup or what do I buy? <laughs> and then end with a CTA. Yeah. Call to action. So, mm -hmm. so take them somewhere. So so again, the whole idea is to bring them closer to you. So what that means is direct them. Go to yeah. my website, connect with me on LinkedIn, mm. opt into my email list, you know, meet me on Zoom, you know, book a calendar, you know, whatever, you know, that's, that's it. Absolutely. You're right. Because I've actually been to networking events whereby when one of the women was actually asked to introduce what she does, she said about three things. And I was so confused because I wasn't sure what to buy <laughs> or exactly. what to buy. yeah because i wasn't sure exactly what she was actually niching what what was it so i had to tell her that you know you need to definitely focus on one thing otherwise you're going to be known for so many things and you will not be able to attract the right audience and so she kind of took that on board so you're definitely right to be quite honest with you um you know take us through some of the background stories in terms of your challenges and your winnings because obviously there's so much that you've gain within the last um you know couple of years in your career and also developing um this social capital platform so tell us some of your challenges and your winnings as well oh absolutely i have lots yeah. of um lots of mm. those lots of challenges <laughs> <laughs> um i i think um for me one of the biggest challenges was actually niching Right. And um, it's it's something that a lot of women face. You know, they mm -hmm. they want to be all things to all people. They yeah. want to be generalists. They want to do everything. And when it comes to business, you have to really focus. 
and pick your expertise. And I, I love this book. I have to promote this book. It's called Niche Down. Yes. And um, it's really about just picking your category. And it's, it's, it's by a guy named Christopher Lockhead. He's a very famous Silicon Valley chief marketing officer. I mean, he's, he's responsible for billions and billions and billions of dollars of worth of acquisitions. But, um, but he has this concept called category design. Right. And um, ironically, Steve Jobs was the one that sort of did it intrinsically when he came back after he was fired and he, he, they hired him, you know, to, to run Apple and he created the iPod and then, you know, the, the phone. And then of course yeah. the pad and we know, you know, what happened next. Yeah. But the whole idea was Steve Jobs focused on a category and, and he created a new way to use the phone. The phone, he didn't create the phone. He mm. just created a new way to use the phone. And that's why Apple literally came back to life because people forget that Apple was literally, you know, the company was about to go under. So in Niche Down, Christopher Lockett talks about applying, you know, sort of those strategies to an entrepreneurial business. Mm. And so what happened for me, because of all the things that I've acquired along the way, you know, I've, I've, you know, I was a saleswoman back in the day, you know, I sold makeup, I sold clothes, you know, so I did sales. And then of course I, I worked as a copywriter and um, somewhat of a ghostwriter. So I I have writing skills. So I have all these skill sets. So Mm. I found myself just wanting to do everything. Yeah. And it wasn't until I decided to niche down and really focus on networking and leading with networking from the standpoint of building social capital, that literally everything changed. And this brand is only like, gosh, it's only about 13 months old to date. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I've, I've launched many brands and this brand by far is the easiest, you know, in terms of messaging, branding, Mm. you name it, audience building, lead generation, because I niched down and I created, you know, what, what Christopher Lockhead would probably say category design. Right. Fantastic. So talking about your brand, tell us more about the firm 500 and um, your motivation and your inspiration behind it. Well, my motivation was really based on the market. You know, I I assessed the market. I, I've attended hundreds of, networking events, probably thousands, you know, because when I was living in America, I was part of the traditional networking groups in America. And um, when I moved to the UK, I obviously, you know, joined some groups over here, but um, I just saw that there was a formula that women's groups were based on men's groups. And they, they weren't really effective in terms of helping women truly connect. And I was surprised hmm. when I would go to events and women didn't know how to introduce themselves. 
I would go to events and women weren't really being strategic. They weren't creating partnerships. They weren't offering referrals. They were very selfish and okay. one-sided. And it really bothered me because I'm a connector. Right. And I thought, gosh, this doesn't feel good. Hmm. And I wanted to create something where women could actually be women and not adapt those sort of masculine models, but still be effective. And so what I call, I, you know, I, I, I in, in essence, named it Feminine Leadership Network, but it's teaching women the principles of feminine networking. So it's networking in a feminine way, but achieving those results that, you know, men have been doing for many years. So that's the concept. And so mm. I focus on women positioning themselves, right. women having productivity, you know, really being focused. You know, that's why yeah. I talk about metrics versus monetization, because everything yes. online is about metrics, but oftentimes metrics don't lead to monetization. And then mm -hmm. obviously profitability. You know, you yeah. have to focus on, you know, the profit. And I just felt that we needed a new category. I felt that, that we needed a shift and not to take yeah. anything away from those groups because they have their, they're successful in their own right. But I wanted to just give women a different way and, yeah. and show them a different way to mm. quote unquote network and, and adopt this principle around building social capital. Absolutely, because I'm actually part of the Fem 500, and um, it's definitely different to many of the networking events that I've been able to go to. It's really unique, and it really stands out. And um, you know, let me know what is so unique about it. One thing that is so unique about the Fem 500. Me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was easy. That was yes. Easy. You, um, you are you are definitely different <laughs> and unique, indeed, definitely. <laughs> um, I, th I think because because I drive ROI. Yeah, and and, and not you know, not in a um, you know a, a a casual way or or, or like a buzzword. Um, I drive ROI, and I show women how to be strategic. So for me. ROI mm. is when I introduce you to someone who changes your life, yeah. that's ROI. When I give you a tip and you take that tip and then you go and make money, that's an ROI. Mm. When I show you how to leverage your skill sets or I show you how to increase your presentation skills, your, your selling skills, your self-promotion skills, you know, that's an ROI. So it's all about the ROI. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. Residual value. Because people, yeah. see, people forget, you know, when you go into, especially, you know, remember I'm American. So, you know, like the whole coaching business, right? Everyone thinks, oh, you know, um, you, you get a coach and you're supposed to get a result. Okay, that's that's yeah. true. You should get something, right? You pay, you pay a coach, you should, you know, get something. But mm -hmm. people forget about the residual value. So... What I love about the work that I do is it's transformational. And 
oftentimes women forget to connect the dots. And I, I joke around and I say all roads lead back to Anjanita Prevost because mm -hmm. I'll say, well, you went to this event and you introduced yourself. And yeah. because you introduced yourself in a, in a powerful way, you met so-and-so who introduced you to so-and-so. And then you landed this big client or this big opportunity. All roads lead back to Anjanita Prevost. So, mm -hmm. so for me, that's what it's about. It's that residual value. It's like that lifetime. Like, like yeah. literally, they can leave me, and and they'll they'll still leverage what I show them how to do. Brilliant. Years to come. Years mm, to come. Absolutely, and I could definitely testify to that. You've been able to support me and um, help me to actually um, focus on a niche area in which I'm so excited about. And you are on that platform today. <laughs> oh my God, so, I, just, yeah. I, I love what you're doing. I am like, <laughs> you are the queen. Let me tell you, I mean, you have it. You have it. It is amazing what you're doing in the podcast space. Yes. I mean, it is amazing. So I'm so excited. I love it. It's Thank you so much. Talk about birth your vision. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've been in the delivery room, haven't you? I know. Like, <laughs> you know, helping me to bring it to life, and now the baby's here, and it you're on, here. and you're you're together celebrating the baby, and you're on the platform where the baby's been birthed. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the name, right? Birth your vision. Yeah, because birth your vision. That's what it's about, right? Yes. It's like bring that vision to life. Bring to, it life. to life, absolutely. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. So what really keeps you motivated? Um, someone like yourself who is very busy, you are managing so much women on the membership program and your LinkedIn page is over 10,000 women, right? Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> you know, and now you're creating another group as well, you know, moving us from one platform to the other. Where do you get the strength from? What really keeps you going? I have purpose. Mm. That's really it. I mean, yeah. and, and talk about birth your vision. Mm. Um, you know, th this is this is that this is it. You know, this is and, it. Yeah. And I I have the purpose, and because I have the purpose, yes, I have the passion, and the passion is what keeps me going. I have to tell you, sometimes Hannah, it's mm -hmm. hard for me to go to sleep because I'm so excited. I have so many ideas in my head. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, me as well. <laughs> I'm like, go to sleep already. Like, can you stop? Yes, I know. Absolutely. You're just bursting with ideas and I just filled with so much overflow of imagination. Like, and it's almost like, who am I going to start with? Yeah. Because it's true. I stayed up too late, you know, just, just you know, thinking about things and, yeah. um, and you know, my mind is racing. And, um, and that keeps me going. And it's fun. Yeah. But mm. it's not... Uh, you know, without challenge, I still have challenges, you know, Absolutely. like, I'll tell you, like, literally, a couple of days ago, yeah, I found out that we were getting so many email opt ins, that the server crashed. Okay? <laughs> That's so, a good one. How did you manage that then? Well, I don't manage it. So I have I have an online business manager. So she said, yeah. guess what, we mm -hmm. have to move all the emails to another platform. Wow. And I, well, she has to do that, not me. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of business. You're yes. going to have challenges and, mm -hmm. and you have to, you know, account for that and be prepared and equipped to deal with those challenges. 
but you can still enjoy the process. So, you know, when you yes. asked me earlier about, mm -hmm. you know, challenges, I mean, that that's part of life, you know, I mean, we're living in challenging times, you know? Exactly, indeed, definitely. Um, you know, there's so many things that happens behind the scenes. You've, you've just actually mentioned one of them, which is who knew that the um, email server crashed? Who knew, you know? Exactly. But at the end of the day, we still show up and yeah. we still carry on. We keep it going. We keep it moving. It doesn't really matter, you know, what happens behind the scenes. And that's what really makes us, you know, overcomers. And we're able to triumph over so many challenges and adversities that we face in business and that's what being an entrepreneur is really about and you know which really brings me to this question which is um you know what, what is one or two things that you're passionate about in terms of helping female entrepreneurs um you know when it comes to understanding their business and building their sales as well as their marketing as well oh that's a that's a big one yeah um, i would say hmm hone your communication skills yeah that's key that, that's uh that's top of of the line because with the communication skills you will be able to introduce yourself you will be able to communicate the value of your offer you yeah. will be able to negotiate which is a very big uh, women oftentimes shy away from negotiating mm -hmm. and you will be able to think on your feet and communicate with anyone, anywhere, anytime, which is something that I think is really important because we're always one person away. Yeah. You know, I shared earlier about connecting the dots. So, so we're one person away. And if you have that communication skill and mm -hmm. Warren Buffett said this, uh, you know, he said, you know, if you want to increase your net worth by 50% hone your communication skills. Yeah. So if you have those communication skills, and you connect with the right person that literally like, can change your life overnight. Right. So that is very, very, very important for me is the communication piece. The other thing that, um, you know, I think women should adapt this idea that consistency is not sexy. Mm -hmm. It's actually boring. And no one wants to do the same thing over and over and over again. It's actually why a lot of women suffer from uh, bright and shiny object syndrome. Yeah. Uh, fear of missing out. Like, like, you know, because consistency is not sexy. Hmm. However, consistency leads to mastery, transformation, and results. Indeed. So when you, when you get that that you know that idea and you take it on you know okay sitting in front of zoom you know mm -hmm. four times a week oh gosh yeah. it's boring you know it's boring but when you launch an event and 300 women show up all of a sudden everyone's looking at you like wow that's amazing yeah but you weren't there when i sat in front of zoom you know for four days a week and only yeah. four people showed up exactly so it's it's understanding that is mm -hmm. that consistency that dedication and right. focusing on your goal your where you're going talk about birth your vision you yeah. know once you birth your vision 
Mm -hmm. Stay focused on your vision. Don't allow yes. other people to veer you in another direction, you know, absolutely. take you off your path. You have your vision. Stay yeah. on course. Yes, absolutely. So what advice would you give to those who are actually still looking for their purpose? Because many people are still not there yet. They don't really know what they're meant to be doing. So what sort of advice would you actually give them? You know what? I, mm -hmm. I'm going to recommend a book. Because yeah. I remember, I remember right before I launched um, this brand, I was literally on a plane from, I think I was, can't remember what direction I was going. Was it going from LA to London or London from LA? I can't remember. But, um, but it's um, Gay Hendricks, uh, The the Big Leap. Okay. And I read this book years ago, but then I, I switched over to audio. And I was listening to it on the plane and it, it started to make sense to me. And it, so he talks about operating in your zone of genius mm. and that most of the time we're operating in our zone of excellence. Like we're good at it. It works. Yeah. But it's not the genius zone. And so I was thinking, well, what's genius for me? I don't know what genius is. I mean, is it sales? <laughs> you know, because I've sold millions of dollars worth of products and services in my career. You know, but it wasn't sales. Yeah. It was actually networking. And so what we are good at, we often shy away from because we take it for granted. So true. So true. And when we align with what we are good at, like our thing, the purpose will just unfold. Mm. But, but if we're out there like, trying to do with like like imagine if i tried to do like podcasting and like put together all the things that you do like yeah i would i would be miserable <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would be a disaster number one but, but the point is yeah it's just not my zone of genius so yes. why am i like trying to do this thing that's not my thing yeah so you can't your, your purpose will not unfold when you're doing what you're not supposed to do. So I say to everyone, you know, check out that book because mm -hmm. it, it will give you a, a new perspective because oftentimes, you know, we forget and it's so close, like, like, you know, networking, you know, it's like, like I, I was doing it like when I was aged out of the foster care system, yeah. I was doing it when I, when I landed in Hollywood and I was sleeping on the sofa and, and I, I worked with Janet and Steven Spielberg, like that was all networking, but who would have known, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Janet Jackson. Amazing. One of my favorite singer in the world. Yeah. And absolutely. she's amazing, by the way, I have to say. She she's is. Amazing. I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. She's How did you feel she's working with her? How did you feel when you actually were told that you were going to be working with her? Well, here's the deal. So I yeah. actually dressed up. <laughs> for Halloween as Janet Jackson when I was in high school. Okay. So I, I like dressed up. I had like the earring with the with the ring and like all that. So yeah. so all of a sudden, you know, they're like, oh, you're going to be the stand-in. You're going to be the double. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to act, you know, starstruck. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm going to be professional. I'm going to be normal. <laughs> exactly. And so she walked up to me. Yeah. And she said, hi, I'm Janet. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> I think I know you're Janet Jackson. Yes, I I know. And um and I said yeah. hi. Mm -hmm. And um and she was great. And uh, most of the time, ironically, most of the time I work with her, 
she mm. wasn't um, there because I was in um, production fit model. I did like pickup shots, mm. um, you know, stand in. So I wasn't always around her, but for the those moments where she was around, uh, she was very nice to me and yeah. uh, and joked around and and she complimented me and um, and it was great. It was it was fun. So it was one of those. One of those moments in life. <laughs> Absolutely. Something that you would always cherish and never forget, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, indeed. So tell us about Femme 500 and what you offer so that many of our listeners will be able to get an idea of what Femme oh, 500 absolutely. is about. So yeah. The way Femme 500 is designed, it's a multi-tier feminine leadership network. So I like to think that I have something for everyone, sort of like a mm -hmm. department store. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the first tier is gold and gold is designed for women who are starting out. They're corporate go-getters and they would like to go to live events. So gold gives you an opportunity to join all mm -hmm. of my live events. Then the next tier is Empress and Empress is actually the networking club yes. and it's comprised of training, mm -hmm. live calls, and of course, you know, a community. And then the new tier that I'm relaunching is Diamond and Diamond is 90 days and that's focused on the billion dollar Rolodex. So working with me to build your billion dollar Rolodex. So those are the three tiers that I have at the moment. Mm, sounds incredible. And how can people actually get involved um, or participate or even join the memberships? Awesome. So go to femglobal500.com. Okay. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And what I would love for everyone to do is come to the live event because it's really important that you see me in action, I'll say. Yes. And experience this style of networking. Because once you experience that, you'll be able to decide if you want to come into the Feminine Leadership Network or not. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I recommend everyone to do. Just come and experience it. Yes. And I love the experience because I've actually been... That was my first experience with the networking. And so I had an experience with you as well, one-to-one. -one. And so I just became a member. There was no other way. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so delighted because you really helped the ladies up level. Yes. You know, your professionalism. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love when you said, you're like me. You're, you know, we just do it. <laughs> like, yeah, just I just get, get on with it. And when I love something and I just put my whole passion into it. So it's really amazing. So, so to all our amazing viewers, if you are watching today and you want to be part of a global, <laughs> you know, fantastic leadership for women, you know, it's all about you joining the Femme 500 um, you know, my guest is amazing. She is so great at talking to women. She understands the, you know, the way women are and she's able to guide you and give you the support that you need with your business. So, um, you know, if you want to be part of it, just make sure that you go onto the website and look at all the amazing offers and, you know, make a decision and actually join 
the next networking event. So when is the next networking event coming up? Well, we do them every couple months on average. The next one is Thursday, July 29th at 5 p.m. London time. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And also you have an amazing podcast coming up. (laughs) Um, You know, tell us about that, please, a little bit about your launching of your podcast. Yes, actually, I'm I'm launching Billion Dollar Rolodex podcast on July 29th. Amazing. I love the name. It's really coming up. Yes. 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 What inspired the name? Well, actually, you know, billion dollar Rolodex. Uh, I I started talking about it was again. Yeah. It was a catchphrase. It wasn't something that um, you know I I wanted to use. It was it was something that I I used to describe. You know, and mm-hmm. oftentimes I'll throw out phrases and people will gravitate towards those phrases and then I'll, I'll sort of take them on. And, um, I remember I used a million dollar Rolodex. That was the first time. Yeah. And then I changed it to billion dollar Rolodex. And I had a woman say to me on LinkedIn, she she said, Oh, you're the billion dollar Rolodex, babe. And I thought, (laughs) Oh gosh, that's so cheesy. You know, I don't know if I want to be called billion dollar Rolodex babe. Babe. (laughs) So I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe I should do something with this. And so I literally turned it into a webinar. Yeah. And I turned it into a webinar and people freaked out. They thought, wow, this is really good. I really like what you're talking about. Yeah. And it became sort of a signature webinar. It became a signature event. It became mm. an online extravaganza. And then it, you know, here we are, I think it's, it's about a year and a half old, almost two years old actually. And um, yeah, and that, that's how it was, you know, developed. And then I thought, well, I want to do the podcast. And again, going back to niching, yeah, I just decided that I was going to, you know, niche the podcast. Mm. Sounds really good. I love the name. It's very catchy, very vibrant, and it makes people curious. What is it about? You know, and so we are excited to celebrate with you. We can't wait. So we look forward to that. And so, you know, tell us about, um, you know, joint ventures and what you feel about those um, connections, especially, you know, bringing women together within your network. You know, how do you promote joint ventures and also strategic alliance? Yes, one of one of my favorites. And um, when I talk about the social capital matrix, joint venture is definitely on mm. top. And yeah. it's one of the the reasons networking doesn't work for for most women. And it works for men because men understand how to forge those joint ventures. So for me, it's about getting clear on, you know, your goals and the types of people that can support you. Mm. So if you're a coach, the first thing that, you know, you obviously want to do is get clients, but that's not going to support you in terms of building capital because you should think about your supporting players. So who are your coaching partners? Mm. Who are the people 
that are similar to you, they're not direct competitors and they have an audience. Those are the types of people you should connect with on top of, you know, the lead generation to, you know, extract clients, right? Acquire clients. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is referral sources. You know, people forget that you can literally have a conversation with someone and they and they refer someone to you. Right. You know, I, I love this, um, this analogy. There was a woman that I should say more like an example, but there was this woman who I was introduced to on LinkedIn. I don't know why I was introduced to this woman. Yeah. And the first thing that she said was, I don't like stilettos. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Okay. She didn't like, she hated stilettos. She says, I, I wear, I wear flat boots. I'm, I'm a boot girl. I don't like stilettos. I was like, okay, no problem. And, um, and then she told me about her girlfriend and her girlfriend who at the time I was, I was in, um, in Los Angeles. And she said, my girlfriend runs, um, heels on the golf course. And, um, and I said, Oh, heels. I said, oh, I've never, I, can you introduce me to her? <laughs> and she said, oh yeah, sure. No problem. And that, that was the end of her. Like, yeah. it, like she didn't want to, she didn't want to talk to me anyway. Okay. Yeah. But I was able to extract a referral out of her. Out of her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the piece that women forget because they're, they're constantly sizing you up and, and looking yeah. at you and they're, and they're thinking, oh, well, she's not a client. I don't have time for her. Mm. And I think I, I felt that the woman was actually doing that to me because she she just she was like, you're, you're not my client. You have those right. titles on. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in you. And at the same and on the other hand, I was interested in, in having a conversation with her mm-hmm. and I wanted to know more about her. And I mm-hmm. asked the right questions mm-hmm. and I extracted info. And then I realized, right, there was an opportunity there. And I said, would you be so kind to make the introduction? And she said, yes. Yeah. So. That's why referrals are so important and and understanding Mm -hmm. how to ask for referrals, how to ask for introduction and going back to joint venture partnerships. Yes. Creating those partnerships that are mutually beneficial, you know, not, you know, going in into a partnership where it's one sided. No, you cannot do that. I see women do it all the time. Think Mm -hmm in advance, research the person, see how you can add value to their business. Right. Then they will possibly, right? They'll possibly mm-hmm. connect with you, right? And yeah. and consider a JV with you. But mm-hmm. if it's one-sided, it's not gonna work. You no. have to be strategic. You have yes. to think about the other person. You also have to think long-term. If you want to do something today, it may not be the right time for the mm-hmm. other person. So you have to have that flexibility. Absolutely. You're definitely right. It's about a two-way process, give and take, isn't it? Helping each other together and making sure that you're both winning rather than it just being one-sided, which is it really important. It has to be important. a win-win. It's, yeah. You know, there's, too, there's too much selfishness going on. There's just too much. It has to be a win-win. And and, yeah. and it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes women say, well, I'm not on her level. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, That's not the point. It's <laughs> not the point. It's not yeah. the point. Everyone mm-hmm. adds, has value. Yes, indeed. You, know, you just have to give people a chance. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And I know that you've actually had some experiences whereby I know you were talking about this earlier on um, during the virtue extra, um, extravaganza that we did earlier on today um, in terms of when it comes to people kind of judging you. Yeah. Um, so, for example, they may look at your page and think, oh, you've only got very limited followers or yeah. very small likes. Mm-hmm. And they kind of question what is it that you are offering anyway when you have such limited followers. You know, tell us a little bit more about that because there's some people who feel like the more followers you have, the more you are um, up there. But sometimes it's not really about the followers, but it's about the value and the transformation that you're offering. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the deal. And, and um, this is something that women have to get look at, I'll use Instagram. So Mm. you look at Instagram and um, you see a lot of women on Instagram who have tons of followers. They have the likes, they have the the great, you know, pictures. And I mean, Mm. they're doing really well. It looks like they're doing really well. Mm -hmm. And I know personally, you know, I've been in this space for a very long time and I see women, I've met women and when asked the hard questions, they can't answer those questions. You know, are you making mm. any money? Yeah. Do you make six figures? Do you have clients? You know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And it's not the, the image. I think that women should be concerned with. There's too much of that. I think women should go back to, you know, what's the net impact of all of this, you know? And that's why I don't promote, you know, selfies. I don't promote all of that because I Mm. know that that's not going to lead you to a profitable business. And less than, what, what is it? 10% of women that are literally on those platforms are actually making money from the platforms and most of them are celebrities. Hmm. So why are we using that as a benchmark Hmm. to base our businesses on or, or our self-worth? I mean, you know, I, I, I say, you know, stop chasing fans, followers and likes and giving your power away to a like button because that's what women are doing. They're Hmm. giving their power away and they're thinking, okay, well, I need likes to get clients. I need likes to, you know, yeah. feel better about myself. And in reality, you know, most of those people that have all of that, they're not making money. And that's money. the reality of it. Mm. And I, I've been in that position where, where people say to me, well, you only have, you know, whatever, a thousand, you know, and, you know, I thought you were a beginner or I thought you were starting out or, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, whatever. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I think it's crazy. And, and the reality of it is, it has nothing to do with your expertise. It has nothing to do with that. And most of the time, the people with the high metrics, mm-hmm. they're, they're actually, in my opinion, this is my opinion. Yeah. They're not the most uh, skilled. They're skilled at, you know, quote unquote, building an audience, mm-hmm. you know, acquiring, you know, fans. Right. But that doesn't mean that they, they actually have a real skill set. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful with that. And 
don't allow other people to put you in a box based on, you know, their own ideas of what success is. Can't do that. Yes, absolutely. And I guess the other side to that is that some people who have very limited followers, very limited likes, they're actually earning that six figures. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's a woman. Oh my gosh. There's a woman (laughs) on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, I think her name is Amanda Tress. Mm -hmm. And I think she's like at the 100,000 mark. I think, don't quote me on that, but I think she's at the 100,000 mark. This woman has a $50 million business. <laughs> and I think, I think she was at 50,000 when, when she, uh, when she hit 50,000, 50 million, mm-hmm. excuse me. Classic example. There's another woman, uh, Cindy Eckert. She sold uh, her pharmaceutical company for a billion dollars. First woman in history to sell her company for a billion dollars. Incredible. I don't know how many followers she has on Instagram, but I can tell you she doesn't have a million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes it's just about being strategic you really have to be strategic and and that's what women women need to stop that because it's yeah it's it's keeping them stuck it's it's Mm -hmm. keeping them from really stepping into their power and so i'm all for you know focusing on the real numbers and, Mm. and that's what matters Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to have you on today's show. Um, We can carry on for days talking about social capital, talking about networking, um, you know, billion dollar Rolodex and all those great things. I just want to say thank you so much for being a real queen to be part of this amazing program. You've been able to share quite a lot of tips and strategies and how we can actually continue to monetize our network. And so to all our amazing viewers, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, Thank you to my wonderful guest for being part of the program. And so make sure you actually check many of the links in the comment section below, and please do get in touch with my wonderful guest. Um, You know, to be part of the Fem 500, go to the website and look at so many of the offers there as well and get in touch as well. So um, just before we just wrap up, I just wanted to ask you any last words of inspiration or encouragement to our viewers? Absolutely. There's Mm -hmm. nothing fashionable about inconsistent Easter. I love that. Just give us a little bit of a of a definitions for some of us who may need that to be defined a little bit more. Consistency. Is yes, key. it's key. Consistency Absolutely. is key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it on. Take it on, indeed. Thank you so much, Queen. Thank and you. It's been a pleasure having you. I hope you've had a great time and the, and you've enjoyed the process of being part of the program. How did you find the whole process? I loved it. I Good. loved it. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. So until next week with another amazing guest, thank you for watching. Have a great evening. Stay blessed. And thank you so much. Well done, everybody. Thank you for now. Bye for now.